0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Right now, you can check out my power rankings. they coming out of Week 10 going into Week 11, as well as the picks straight up and against the spread out there for you. We'll give you everything in fantasy football. In depth here early in the week with my Stardom Cinemcom, The Decider, there. You can check that out later on Tuesday afternoon, evening, and into Wednesday, Thursday, and we'll update it as things go along. And we'll focus on the matchups here on Lockdown Fantasy Football, as we always do on Wednesday and Thursday. Take the first half of games and the second half of games in detail for you, but... Before we do that, we have to kick off with our look at the waiver wire here for Week 11. So we'll look at the players you should target across positions there. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and defense, as usual. And we'll also give you a brief uh, kind of reaction to what we saw last night, the Rams and 49ers. It was a one-sided affair, all San Francisco. Really disappointing performance there by the Rams overall. 49ers, all their principles pretty much came through here for you if you're looking them to shine here In week number 10. So we'll get into that. We'll get into the waiver wire. We'll start with the quarterbacks in our first segment, then again to running backs and tight ends and close with wide receivers and defenses in our final segment. Thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football. Your first listen every day. We're free and available to you on all platforms. All right, so let's dive into what we saw in the Rams and 49ers game. Very bad performance again from Matthew Stafford, two clunkers in a row very similar. He had those couple interceptions there against the Titans. He threw one of them for a pick six. Same thing happened here. An interception set up a long 11 minute drive there for the 49ers as the Rams looked like they were going to score, but 49ers marched it down all the way and scored on a George Kittle uh, touchdown reception there from Jimmy Garoppolo. Then very next to kind of possession here that you saw Stafford throw a pick six to Jimmy Ward coming back from an injury. So Jimmy Ward makes his uh, presence felt. The 49ers defense, by far their best performance of the season. Nick Bosa was Nick Bosa. He was disruptive up front. The secondary played really well. They've been much maligned all season, but Ward set the tone. They handled things with Emmanuel Mosley, the other people back there. So, great performance, dominated on both lines of scrimmage. And we know the 49ers, if you look at it, they've had the Rams number quite a bit. Uh, They just rolled over them five straight wins now for Kyle Shanahan's team over Sean McVay's team. So it doesn't matter who's in there. Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, the 49ers have owned the Rams. And remember, the 49ers weren't all that good last year. The Rams were a playoff team. So something about that matchup kind of uh, revs up Shanahan's team, their offensive line, their defensive line. Complete domination there. So Rams, uh, yeah, couldn't get the running game going. The game game script didn't work out for Daryl Henderson there at all, which was terrible. You also had Odell Beckham Jr. making a forgettable debut, just not involved at all. Van Jefferson had a few drops. He had seven targets, caught only three there, made some big plays, but just not enough. Cooper Cup needed a lot of volume to get to his uh, very productive game here, but no touchdowns for Cooper Cup. The touchdown went to Tyler Higbee, of course. When we don't expect much from Tyler Higbee, that's when he comes through. Yeah, so Cup shut out of the end zone again as this uh, entire Rams offense, just a total funk. And when they can't run the ball, sometimes this happens because they don't get the downfield big plays. I think they really missed Robert Woods' precise route running. They had to put uh, Ben Squaronic in there because the OBGA wasn't ready, so they had to elevate Skoranek behind Jefferson and Cup. That didn't work out very well. Stafford was under pressure. A lot of drops in key situations, including Cup and Higby on two makeable third downs that could have... Uh, Improve the fate here, even in the loss here for fantasy football for the Rams. But very sloppy for performance. Stafford was just out of sorts. I mean, there was a play late in the game where he could have run for a touchdown and got his second score. But instead, he went well beyond the line of scrimmage, tried to come back and throw a ball. Legal forward pass. They end up with no points on that drive. So really frustrating game to see. And then they had to give up field goal late in the game. So... Rams have got to figure some things out. Fortunately, they do have a bye week. Maybe get Odell Beckham Jr. on the same page as Matthew Stafford, figure out how they want to use him to complement Cup and Jefferson. But Wood's a big blow there for what uh, Stafford wants to do. It creates more attention there on Cup, and uh, that's that's a problem. And the running game, they got to get it going. The offensive line has not played well. They should be playing a lot better. They've got a lot of guys up there, Andrew Whitworth, Rob Hevenstein. These are some veterans who've been in the trenches and done a lot of good work here. For the Rams. So, a lot of things Sean McVay is going to be obsessed about in the bye week. It's not going to be much of a rest here as the Rams have lost two in a row and losing their grip here as uh, the 49ers uh, could be pushing them and uh, maybe they have to worry a little bit about the 49ers more so than the Cardinals at this point here, the way the Rams are playing at this very moment. So, We told you we didn't like the Rams' defense, the 49ers' offense on fire. Jimmy Garoppolo's played really well ever since George Kittle came back, Kittle, solid game again, finding the early touchdown, Debo Samuel smashes it again, he scores on a run, he scores on a long touchdown, on a fourth down there, that put the game away late here for the fourth touchdown for the 49ers, 49ers' defense scores, you get uh, a good uh, finish here by Robbie Gould, who gets a 50-yard field goal. So. Yeah, great performance all around by the Fort ers Easily their best performance of the season and their first home win of the season. So, feel really good about the Fort ers They don't have a bye this week, folks. Well, they kind of do, but they play the Jaguars in Jacksonville. We know they're a good very good road team and should be a lot of good fantasy points available there. And Eli Mitchell, we know we want to get him going. It's hard. Uh, you want some touchdowns out of him, and they didn't need him as much in the passing game. So that's that's the frustration with Eli Mitchell. If everything else is clicking here with Samuel and Kittle in the passing game, you're going to see less uh, touchdown potential. They're not a lot of receiving potential either for Mitchell. So something you have to accept here in the 49ers' offense. And um, even when their game script was positive, he didn't uh, necessarily go off. So. Something to keep in mind. You have temporary expectations. That's what keeps Eli Mitchell more as RB2 consideration as long as he's he the guy featured in this backfield. All right, that takes care of a look at uh, week number 10. That was the last game we had uh, yet to break down and react to. Now it's time to go ahead and forward to week 11. Think a little bit about week 10 here with Cam Newton. He came in in a couple red zone packages, has a rushing touchdown, as a passing touchdown, a short one to Robbie Anderson. Really could have gone a different way there with Christian McCaffrey scoring both of those touchdowns. But that's going to get Cam enough consideration to start against Washington. Matt Rule has pretty much said everything except he's the starter this week. He said he's going to get all the first-team reps in practice. (laughs) Only the starter does that. So bye-bye, P.J. Walker. Thank you for playing an okay game last week. But Cam and McCaffrey really were the two catalysts and sparks of that offense there for Carolina. They come home, Washington's defense put a number on the Buccaneers in that offense last week, so be wary. Even though they have no Chase Young, no Montez Sweat, they're two edge rushers here. Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio found out a little bit more about their talented defense during the bye. They have two good defensive tackles there, pretty good secondary that had been underachieving, so Maybe the, the Washington defense has turned a corner, but with Cam Newton. It's at home. Ron Rivera is on the other side. Scott Turner is on the other side. Taylor Heineke, who replaced Cam at one point, is on the other side. So a lot of motivation for Cam to be productive. We know he always has a high floor because of his running and potential there to score. And again, that's how you're looking at him, like the Patriots quarterback, based on the matchup alone. That. Can he get some running action here and deliver? Can he make a few big plays here to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson? I think you say the answer is yes, for sure, this week. I don't think it's going to be all that pretty. But again, this is a little bit concerning if you're a CMC guy because you have the potential of a more vulture touchdowns. We saw a couple happen there for McCaffrey, of course. He set him up near the goal line. One should have really been called a touchdown. But again, the CMC gal, guy or gal... Yeah, a little bit concerned there that you lose it from touchdowns, but CMC does so much more here in the passing game, racking up the catches and all that, so you're not worried. And maybe just the presence of Cam and a legitimate quarterback is going to help McCaffrey in other areas as well. But Cam individually does have some value because of the running. Same thing for Justin Fields coming back off a bye for the Bears. They get the Ravens this week. The Ravens' defense has been suspect. It's a home game, so that also helps Justin Fields. They should figure out some more things, let him loose as a runner, Connected better with his wide receivers and uh, maybe a little bit more Cole met at tight end. We'll talk about him as maybe being an option as well for you in fantasy uh, pickup this week. So yeah, Fields has some appeal. Again, running is always going to be appealing for these type of quarterbacks. Now, one quarterback that is not running, that is producing, is Mac Jones. I mean, he's not a runner. He's athletic when you need him, but he's going to get done pretty consistently. He's in that 250 and 2 conversation every week with the way the running game is operating. Hunter Henry scores every week, it seems like, so always seems to have that one touchdown in his back pocket. Now he's got guys like Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers. Myers actually scored with Brian Hoyer last week, but it is promising to see the Patriots' offense can run the ball, look pretty effective. It was a tough matchup against the Browns' pass defense. It didn't matter, so maybe Jones has turned a corner, but great streaming option this week. The Falcons on the road, but the Falcons' pass defense is putrid. The Patriots offense is red hot so look right now if you're looking for that traditional pocket passer that's going to give you some points it's not Matt Ryan folks it is Mac Jones on the other side but Camden Fields get a little bit more bump here because of the running usage and also more long-term plays here as well now we might not see Trey Lance for a while Jimmy Garoppolo has played really well in the past month and they get the Jaguars this week so another strong streaming option if you are hurting at quarterback, maybe a Matthew Stafford, and really he's the only guy. If you have Teddy Bridgewater and you were playing the streaming game, you can easily pivot off Bridgewater to one of these guys, Mac Jones or Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo getting the job done again, 250-2 type of quarterback here for the 49ers, but could be a little bit more this week against the Jaguars who have done a little bit better to contain the run. Garoppolo just has all his weapons now. Brandon Iyuk is not in the doghouse. Samuel and Kittle alone give you a lot of appeal to start Jimmy Garoppolo. So Trey Lance was going to be the guy had Jimmy Garoppolo struggled here and they could have pivoted, but now the 49ers are alive and well in the playoff chase at 4-5 and five in the NFC. They're going to get to 500 this week, and they're going to use Jimmy Garoppolo to get there. Now Tua Tagovola, you may have seen him be dropped in the league, or you may have gotten rid of him in your league because of the ribs injury, but he's back, looked pretty decent there. I think he'll be a little bit better this week. I do prefer Jones versus the Falcons for sure and Garoppolo versus the Jaguars if you're streaming, but Tua versus the Jets is not too bad. The only downside of that game it's on the road. So, and really, I know Jones is on the road, but it's a contained environment in Atlanta against the kind of a lukewarm environment there on the road there. And uh, you look at uh, Jimmy Garoppolo again, it's Jacksonville, there's going to be a lot of 49ers fans, but Tua, legitimate road game in the elements in November. So, that's why I cool off on him a little bit more. And you can also look at Daniel Jones this week. Maybe he's been dropped in the shallow leagues because of bye, but they're going to get some weapons going. We know the Buccaneers secondary keeps losing bodies here. Now they lost someone up front in Vita Vea to uh, stop the run, so that could help Saquon Barkley, which in turn is going to help Daniel Jones in the passing game and open things up there as well. So and Daniel Jones should put together a decent streaming outing against the Buccaneers. I think the Bucs will roll in that game, and there should be some garbage time for sure for Danny Dimes. On Monday Night Football's but in that order I go Jones and Garoppolo I trust a lot more than Tua and Jones and a lot of it is just uh, Jones is in a superior uh, just overall passing in offense in general and so is Jimmy Garoppolo where we know with uh, Tagovola and Jones they can be let down by their coordinators even in very good matchups. All right we will get to running backs and tight ends in our next segment then close the show looking at wide receivers and tight ends you should be targeting on the waiver wire in life. We're all bound for different things with beachbound.com vacations. You can be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or you may be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar, maybe creating my own taco flight. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be as happy as it can be with beachbound.com. You can find the perfect beach vacation for you. No matter what you're looking for, what are you bound for? Visit BeachBound.com today to find out now, and uh, check it out. I mean, BeachBound.com, it's time for vacation. We're thinking about warmth here. If we live in colder climes here in November, December, BeachBound.com's got you taken care of. Whether you're going somewhere for the holidays or early next year through spring break, check out BeachBound.com. All right, we will continue the show looking at running backs and tight ends here in our next segment. But again, thanks again for making... Locked on Fantasy Football, your first listen every day. We are free and available to you on all platforms. All right, running back, The big name here, we talked about Mac Jones. A lot of what Mac Jones did there in week number 10 against the Browns, facilitated by Ramondre Stevenson. Now, I think they've been... Keeping the clamps down on this guy, uh, just worried about him being overloaded as a rookie. They have a lot of high expectations of Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels for the little things, right? That includes pass protection, don't miss blocks, don't put the ball on the ground. Stevenson has struggled with all those little things, but man, does he have big-time talent. We saw it there. Damian Harris concussed. Stevenson also battled a concussion. He got cleared, however, and we knew it was going to be his backfield with a sprinkling in of... Brandon Bolden, J.J. Taylor, and he did not waste his opportunity, got exactly 100 yards rushing, he was a scoring machine in that game, so Stevenson and A.J. Dillon, if A.J. Dillon is around in leagues, he's probably not, because he's the highest end backup, I think, in fantasy football, if he's out there, you can go for it, but interesting that Stevenson and Dillon, two backups, were the best fantasy football assets there in week 10, so Dylan shallow leagues, he might be available, but Stevenson in more leagues, he should be out there. Maybe somebody grabbed him last week when Harris was out, but there also could have been some concern there that could have been Bolden or Taylor or a messy committee, and the matchup was tough. Well, Stevenson, if he's out there now, should be managed in every league. I think there's a chance that he's earned a split here with Harris. Harris, short week, turning it around with the concussion is going to be difficult to play on Thursday against the Falcons, so... Stevenson, however, has done enough, even if Harris is healthy, to get a start. He's also been the main passing down back when Harris has been out there, so a lot of things to look at. I don't think they're going to have a lot of checkdowns necessarily. They should be playing with a positive game script in this one, but Stevenson and Harris should get their chances to be productive together, but good chance, again, that Harris misses this week in Atlanta. Speaking of Atlanta, you have Wayne Gallman on the other side that you can look at. Now, any running back that's getting key touches, you have to consider. Cordero Patterson was getting them over overhead of Mike Davis, so immediately what they do, they even pivot to Patterson, to more of Mike Davis, they use Wayne Gallman, remember him, the former Giants backup to Saquon Barkley, Clemson running back, he's still got a lot of skills and he got a good volume last week, so he's also a check down guy, so if the Falcons are trailing here against the Patriots, against Stevenson, the rushing attack, and what Jones does in the passing game, you can look at Gallman here as a desperation option. Now the Titans' backfield, we're looking, is it going to be Jeremy McNichols? Is it going to be Adrian Peterson? Well, guess who was that kind of flipped the script on that? It's Dante Foreman, great Texas running back back in the day. He was uh, getting his chance in Houston, never materialized, had quite a few injuries, but taking advantage of this opportunity with Derrick Henry on the shelf for a while here with his foot injury, so Dante Foreman looked good. I mean, Adrian Peterson looks pretty old and washed and he's slow and he needs volume and scoring to be effective. Jeremy McNichols... We know he was just a limited change of pace back. They didn't rely on him much. But when they need a key guy here, they're looking at Dante Foreman more. So, again, somebody's got to produce for the Titans in the running game. The Titans do get the Texans this week, so a revenge game for Dante Foreman here to plug in for him as, for, as against his first NFL team. Great matchup as well. That's the bigger thing that we're looking for in fantasy football. So, Foreman could be plugged in play in a lot of leagues this week. Now, we were worried about Zach Moss's concussion, Then he got cleared to play for the Bills last week, and a good spot there as all the running backs scored for the Bills. So, so Moss scored, yet Devin Singletary had a nice role and closed the game and also found the end zone. But the big twist was Matt Breida being involved in this running game, making a three-headed monster. He also had a receiving touchdown and a wheel route there from Josh Allen, so... Maybe they wanted to unwrap Breida here and use him a little bit more, and that's what we saw in that game. It's a low upside option here. The Bills are pretty crowded in this backfield. They still gave touches to Moss and Singletary, but if you're desperate, maybe Breida's a deep league flex in PPR formats. They want to use him a little bit more. Cole Beasley's definitely been affected by his ribs injury, so that takes away a short option there. Dawson Knox is more of a field-stretching option, so that could also help the usage of Breida here where I think they're Kind of keeping it under wraps how much Beasley is hurting when playing out there. So that, I think that explains why Breedo was getting a little bit more work. He's versatile and a little bit better in the passing game than either Singletary or Moss for sure. And his quickness and all that is a good change of pace for what Buffalo wants to do. You know Benjamin you can look at. Not that excited. Uh, James Conner still dominated the touches there for the Cardinals without Chase Edmonds there against the Panthers and came through. So, you know, if something were to happen to James Conner, who has a history of injuries, Benjamin would be the next man up and see a lot of key touches. Latavius Murray, we'll see if he can return, but he might have already lost his job, folks. I mean, Devonta Freeman has looked pretty good. Le'Veon is doing what's needed in moments. I think, if anything, he'll displace Le'Veon Bell and keep it a committee here with Freeman, but it is the Ravens. They have a good running game. They set it up with Lamar Jackson. Good offense overall. That's in the red zone offense. so watch Latavius Murray to see if he can come back this week. Let's pivot to tight end, where we look at uh, the two guys that have been talking up quite a bit. If they're available now, just go get them and plug them in as tight end ones now at this point, given the landscape of this position, a lot of main guys struggling. Dan Arnold of the Jaguars just consistently getting key targets. Uh, Urban Meyer, Daryl Bevel really trying to feature the tight end here and really not forcing it to wide receivers. Dan Arnold the leading receiver there for the Jaguars. So security blanket for Trevor Lawrence, it's working out. We know the 49ers just gave up a decent game to Tyler Higby in a touchdown, so Dan Arnold there must be managed in every league, as well as Tyler Conklin. We said it was coming. We liked Conklin last week in DFS. We liked a really good matchup against the Chargers. He came through with a couple touchdowns, so broke out in a big way here. He's been scratching the surface, but they needed someone to replace Irv Smith Jr. Minnesota's starting to win by using Conklin, so yeah. So different situations, Dan Arnold out of desperation necessity for the Jaguars. Conklin has a nice luxury playing off Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen there as a third option now. We, we said he was going to emerge consistently over K.J. Osborne as that third option when not throwing to Dalvin Cook in the backfield, which has become less and less of a thing for the Vikings, and it uh, made sense. He compliments those guys. Those other guys get so much attention Cook, Jefferson, and Thielen. It was going to open that up for Conklin, and Conklin, to his credit, it stepped up. Now, Logan Thomas, we're going to watch again. I don't think he's going to come back this week. They were not optimistic. We'll see. If he's in there against the Panthers, especially with Ricky Seals Jones now hurting with a hip injury, he does have some appeal with uh, Taylor Heineke playing. Cole Komet, we talked about him a little bit for the Bears, so getting a little bit more involved, and I think they'll try to scheme him. A little bit more open this week to help their rookie quarterback, Justin Fields. So look for that to develop. And the Ravens have given up a lot to the tight end as well. CJ Uzama gets a nice matchup here this week against the Raiders. So he had a bye week with the Bengals. But good streaming option if you're hurting there. Because it seems like an Uzama game where you can stretch your field down the middle. Jamar Chase getting attention and all that. So Uzama feels like an Uzama week if you really need him. And Gerald Everett, yeah. Not feeling it too much with him, but at this point, he looks like the third option behind uh, what you have with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They're in Seattle for Russell Wilson, and they might need to throw a little bit more underneath to him to open things up in the downfield passing game here for Seattle. So we'll see that. It's also a Cardinals matchup. The Cardinals have been a lot better against a tight end of late in this season, but they did allow a pretty good game to George Kittle a couple weeks ago. I think if the Panthers had a tight end, there was going to be some things open. Buda Baker was hurting for the Cardinals as well, so that helps. So, Gerald Everett, that's more of a desperate play, but Kemet and Uzama, two sneaky plays, deep streamers that you can look at, uh, and also maybe some DFS uh, really bargain basement uh, tight ends that you can play this week if you're not uh, paying up for Arnold and Conklin, who should have a bigger price tag now given their latest developments. All right, so we broke down uh, the running backs and tight ends for you here on the waiver wire ahead of week number 11. We still need to get to the wide receivers and defenses. We'll do that in our final segment. Before we do that, i got to tell you, fantasy football fans, this is Vinny Iyer with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about it. It's called GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 cents per every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. To get a t- bonus $0.25 cents per gallon in your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay a full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free or use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents Per gallon cashback on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cashback, and there's no cash. There's a lot of cash, no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon, and other brands. Just download the free get upside app. Start cashing in now. Use the promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, that's touchdown there at get upside. Alright, we'll be right back here to close the show, and we'll do it with wide receiver and defense. Uh, One note before we get into wide receivers is that, look, if there's Kadaris Tony, Rashad Bateman, or Elijah Moore still available in your leagues, three rookies that I really liked that may be seeing bigger roles, Bateman's already there, Elijah Moore's been getting there the last two weeks, Tony should be there after the bye, they need to be managed, so those are guys that... We're just going to say pick them up if they're not out there. We've mentioned them a few times, but that's where you need to go. All right, let's get into the wide receivers that you should be looking at that uh, should be more widely available, starting with Michael Gallup of the Cowboys. Looked pretty good. Returning from the calf injury, Cedric Wilson was banged up. Mari Cooper a little bit slowed down. Gallup is playing for a contract, probably not with the Cowboys, but with another team here. We know Dak Prescott trusts him a lot. Shootout this week against the Chiefs. So, Michael Gallup, veteran guy that can help you as a wide receiver. Three. Brian Edwards, a young guy, second year player, but Henry Ruggs, the third, his fellow draft pick from 2020 is out, so this is Brian Edwards, and they need to get him more involved. Hunter Renfro's look good. There's been a lot of attention, however, on Darren Waller downfield. Brian Edwards is a big play guy that they need. It's not Deshaun Jackson, so their car stretching the field, that's really important here to open up the rest of the offense. That hasn't been happening, so I think the Raiders are going to scheme up Edwards more, and it's a good matchup this week against the Bengals. Darnell Mooney, maybe last call for him. People might have dropped him after the bye, but he did have two touchdowns before the bye against the Steelers, so Darnell Mooney going to step in as Justin Fields' favorite target. We know that for the rest of the season. Again, Ravens secondary really struggling, so Mooney a must-play almost this week. Let's uh, continue here. We talked about more Tony and Bateman, the rookies that you need to go after. Mooney and Edwards, two second-year players I love. Robbie Anderson, a veteran that uh, came through last week if you stuck with him with the quarterback change. He got his uh, quarterback from Temple in there, P.J. Walker, but the big development was that Anderson caught his targets. It was still pretty ugly, but still got to near 50 yards receiving, had three catches, got the short touchdown there from Cam Newton, so that's good, and it looks like if you look to the press conference, guess who was standing next to Cam Newton? It was Robbie Anderson, so you had the dapper-dressed Cam Newton, you had the Natalie-haired Anderson, so good matching pair there, so Maybe that's where the chemistry is going. They've been frustrated with DJ Moore quite a bit here. And they've been frustrated with Anderson. Anderson has been frustrated because Sam Darnold has struggled to get him the ball. But that might change here with Cam in the lineup and favoritism. So Anderson knows what he's doing. (laughs) He didn't have a good connection or couldn't reheat it with Sam Darnold. So work on Cam. Try to be there. And uh, again... Between Cam's hats and Anderson's hair, they might have a strong chemistry down the stretch. I would not be surprised at all here for the Panthers. And uh, again, Anderson's a very talented guy. He also seems to turn it on in November and December. Keep in mind, he's looking for a contract next year. Probably going to be replaced by Terrace Marshall there in Carolina. But definitely Robbie Anderson uh, is going to have appeal elsewhere. As a big play threat that can also do some damage in the red zone, as we saw. Jamal Agnew, not that excited about it. He's a Jaguars receiver, but he's displaced Marvin Jones and Leviska Channot. Uh, they're juniors. To him, <laughs> Agnew is kind of a jumped up as the senior member of this wide receiver core. All of a sudden, he scored on a rush last week, which was pretty impressive against the Colts. We know he's a kickoff return type guy, so a bit of a gadget player, but that's who they're treating as their number one wide receiver in Jacksonville for Trevor Lawrence, so you can't ignore it, just like we can't ignore the Dan Arnold, uh, Arnold and Agnew. They're uh, Pretty much the combination when they're not handing the ball off to James Robinson. We look at Demarcus Johnson, and he looked really good. He had 100 yards receiving there, got good targets there opposite A.J. Brown, who was bottled up against the Saints last week They get the Texans this week. So Marcus Johnson, I liked him when he was the Colts. I thought he had a pretty good skill set, could stretch the field. He hasn't been getting a lot of opportunities here in Tennessee, but Julio Jones is an IR. Nick Westbrook-Akini is not that great. Josh Reynolds is mediocre. So, again, Marcus Johnson, opportunity knocks, and he's going through it. This element of the deep passing game has to be there for Tennessee. Off Working off play action, they're still doing that, even without uh, Derrick Henry. So, he's a guy in pretty good chemistry with Ryan Tannehill here early downfield. But keep in mind, this is a low-volume passing game, ideally. But, again, their defense will probably start to underachieving a little bit and open things up and forcing the Titans to throw a little bit more. Now, you can look at uh, New Orleans for some help. I know Devontae, or Traquan Smith, is the guy that you've been looking at scoring quite a bit. Marcus Callaway was the buzz guy coming in with James Winston, but really the consistent guy now with Trevor Simeon in there has been Deontay Harris. He's getting the targets there all over the field. I know he's not scoring along with uh, Smith and Callaway, but he's a guy that's still involved. has some good wide receiver three appeal and good matchups here for the Saints and the This is a pretty good matchup this week. Underneath, they get him open, quickness in the open field after the catch against the Eagles and those uh, two deep safety looks that they provide here. That's what uh, Simeon will be seeing here in Week 11. Now, let's uh, go to another situation here in uh, Kendrick Bourne. And Kendrick Bourne is actually almost a wide receiver three this season. It's not been pretty. It's a little bit touchdown dependent. He doesn't get a lot of volume here. You also have Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar and the tight ends and all that, but... I think the big development there is Jonas Smith was shut down, and I don't sh- I'm don't, i not sure it's completely tied to a shoulder injury. I think they wanted to get more of the 11 personnel in there to help uh, Mac Jones feel a little bit more confident. He trusts Kendrick Bourne. Bourne gets it out of the backfield as a runner on wrinkle play. So he's that Swiss Army knife player that the Patriots love, can put him on the field in different ways. I think Aguilar is limited here as a receiver. Nikhil Harry has pretty much turned into a very good blocker for them at this point and not uh, doing much for the Patriots, and Jacoby Myers, very good slot guy, but he's not going to be the touchdown maker, as we saw last week. A bit of an anomaly. I think they kind of crafted that touchdown there for him late with Brian Hoyer. So Kendrick Bourne, not exciting. Low upside. Pretty nice floor, however, when you look at the numbers. If you plugged him in every week as a wide receiver three, you'd almost get that return. So that's crazy to think that, but uh, that's how bad some of the things have happened with some other wide receivers this season. Now DeAndre Carter's interesting. He's had a big target game before against the Saints for the Washington football team. Spiked up and scored there last week against the Buccaneers. But keep in mind Curtis Samuel is out for a while. Probably not going to come back with a growing injury. they got Cam Sims, De'Ami Brown. Not a lot behind Terry McLaurin there in the receiving core. What's going to hurt is if Logan Thomas returns, but DeAndre Carter, I don't think he's going to go away. They like him. And there's definitely a trust factor developing between him and Taylor Heineke. So deeper leagues, you can look at him there for sure. If uh, you have more uh, absence for Chase Claypool in Pittsburgh. You can look at a little bit of James Washington scored, but didn't do much else against the Lions there with Kyle, with uh, Mason Rudolph in there. So let's uh, see if Big Ben returns this week and it can help uh, James Washington do a little bit more. But again. They're going to try to still get the ball to a lot of Deontay Johnson and Pat Freeruth and Najee Harris in the passing game most, and uh, Washington's also going to compete with Ray-Ray McLeod and some other people in there for the Steelers for that third passing game targets. And then finally, Deshaun Jackson. I mean, that was a disaster where he fumbled. He looked like he was going straight to the end zone and might have uh, done that, but he somehow ran a misdirection to a different way. I don't know what he was doing, but he got stripped there by Rashad Fenton of the Chiefs, so... Look, I, Deshaun Jackson, I've never really liked him just because he's so boomer bust and big play dependent, and he can also make the little plays like that and boneheaded plays. He's an older receiver, he's got speed, but that's all the appeal. So if you're desperate in a very deep league and Brian Edwards is not out there, you can look at Deshaun Jackson, but otherwise, nah. That doesn't show me anything and a reason why the Rams also moved on when they might have been able to use him there earlier in the season. Alright, let's close looking at the defenses that we can look at uh, streaming or playing this week. Circle the Dolphins-Jets game. This is going (laughs) to create some opportunities for both defenses. The Jets with Robert Sala can cause some problems with their zone. You have Brian Flores on the other side. So you have two anemic offenses, two pretty good defensive-minded coaches. We've seen the Jets and Dolphins overachieve at times. That can happen here in this game for sure. So, Dolphins-Jets game, if you're desperate for defenses, sometimes you want to target two bad offenses and two good defenses that are playing each other. I think the Jets and Dolphins get well game for both defenses here this week, and the Dolphins actually really played well last week against the Ravens. But the Jets have been hit or miss. They've had a few good games against the t- Titans and Bengals. They've still given up yardage, so definitely the Dolphins are a better play for the Jets. But if your league wire's really thing, you can go there. Now, the 49ers may have been dropped because of that Rams matchup, and just they weren't doing anything. They just weren't a very good defense. But now they get the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence on the road. They can follow up on that great defensive performance by Jimmy Ward and Emmanuel Mosley and Nick Bosa and all those uh, guys up front there. So 49ers defense may be back here along with Dolphins and another one that has been underachieving with a lot of talent has been Washington, and that's another game you can target. The Panthers-Washington game. I actually like Washington a little bit more because I think there's going to be some rust with Cam Newton, some chances for sacks and turnovers there. Taylor Heineke played really well. It is a tough matchup on the road, but he's going to be schemed up well against that Panthers defense. So I'd say I like Washington a little bit more than the Panthers. I kind of like the Jets a little bit more to make a big play than the Dolphins, but those are two games I'm going to target for the defenses, but the 49ers... After that performance against the Rams, uh, jump up as a team that you might ha- be able to get more than one week value from from what we saw. And finally, we'll look at the Chargers. They get the primetime emotional bump at home against the Steelers. And we know Ben Roethlisberger can give up sacks and takeaways in certain games. The Steelers tend to try to protect the ball. They'll try to run with Najee Harris. But at some point, I think they're going to have to put it up there against the uh, Justin Herbert, so again, the Chargers, a sneaky play this week as well. So there's always some streaming options. Don't deny yourself. I mean, we knew that there were some teams available. 49ers in Washington were completely readily available. you got to have some guts. you got to look at the matchup, see where the playmakers are, and play. There's always a defense out there that can help, even when it doesn't look like that in your leagues, even with high ownership of uh, managers in your league having multiple defenses on their roster. All right. There's a look at your waiver wire here in-depth. Quarterback, running back, tight end, wide receiver, and defense here ahead of week number 11 on Pickup Tuesday on Locked on Fantasy Football. Check out Locked on Bets too your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from gambling expert Lee Sterling. For Locked on Fantasy Football, Pickup Tuesday, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and see you tomorrow as we start breaking down the games of week 11 on Matchup Wednesday.